<laughs> Lovely now. Welcome to episode three of Self-Love Lessons with Luna. Today we're going to be looking at a very dear subject of mine, boundaries. This is about learning how to say no and learning how to say yes. Learning how to ask for what you want is super important on the journey of self-love. If people are walking all over you, if you are doing things for people that you don't want to do, then every single time you do that, you are breaking your own heart. This is learning how to say no and learning how to say yes, asking for what you want. Boundaries are about being assertive and confident in the way that you've assert yourself. It's not necessarily about telling people that they're wrong all the time or by being aggressive, not by any stretch of the imagination. Boundaries is really about setting a safe space for yourself to be able to explore and play where nobody crosses those lines unless you let them. The author, PhD of shame and vulnerability researcher, Brene Brown, who I absolutely adore. And if you do not know Brene Brown, please go get her work. I will pop her work in the links down the bottom. She's a phenomenal individual. And she speaks that when we avoid conflict with others, we start a war with ourselves. When we decide that saying no to the person is far more uncomfortable than just doing it anyway, a little piece of us breaks inside. There's a part of us that just crumbles every single time when we don't want to, but we do anyway. When we say yes, when we don't want to. Also, when we say no, when we would really actually like to say yes. Or even in those moments where someone's asked for your preference, you have one, but you just go with the flow so you don't rock the boat. So you don't make things harder for other people. This happens really frequently. People in my life all the time and me myself, classic people pleaser. We will just go along with the flow of whatever the group's doing or whatever the loudest voice is doing, whatever the most assertive person in the room is doing, simply so we don't put anybody out. We decide to minimize ourselves in fear that other people may not like us in fear that other people will think that we're fussy or rude. Every time I go out for coffee at a cafe, I say in inverted commas, people that I'm with will often get a little bit uncomfortable. And i tell you why. Because the way that I have my coffee is probably uncoffee worthy. I spent 10 years in Melbourne and I distinctly recall being at a cafe once with a friend of mine. And here's what I ordered. Decaf, half shot, big glass on ice, almond milk and two sweeteners. <sighs> That's what I wanted. That's the thing that I preferred at that point in time. And in the past, I would have thought I was a pain. Oh, don't really ask that. Don't want to put the waiter out, even though it's their job. The person that I was with cringed. Oh, God, you're that guy, she said to me. And I said, yeah, I'm that guy. 
I'm that guy that asks for what I want. And if the waiter can't give it to me, then that's their boundary to set, not my own. I'm that guy who requests the things that I want in my life. Because if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Of course I'm that guy, I said to this person. Needless to say, we're not very good friends. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Because in that moment I was judged for being someone who was willing to ask for what they want. And I choose to be around people who are okay with asking for what you want. Okay to say no. Okay to say yes. There seems to be a misconception about boundaries. That boundaries are being really firm or being really harsh. And there's a bit of fear around actually implementing boundaries. There was an experiment done on a group of school children. Their playground was vast and big. It backed onto a big nature reserve. And the kids were allowed to play as far as they wanted to go up into the fence line. The whole way around the school was this big fence. And it was miles away. You couldn't necessarily see the fence from the schoolyard. But if you started to play out, eventually you would get there. It wasn't too far away, but enough to just be out of sight. And every day the kids would go exploring. Every day during the lunchtime they could still hear the bell if when it rang, but they would go into nooks and crannies and go on adventures and discover things far and wide until the day they took the fence away. They told the children the fence will no longer be there. You can still play out in the yard, but the fence is no longer there. The principal told the students that we wanted to give the kids more freedom and you could go anywhere that you liked just as long as you're back for the school. As long as the back, by the time the bell rings, you'll be okay. They watched. They observed the children's behaviour. Very quickly, the kids started playing closer and closer to the school. They no longer went on adventures. They no longer journeyed out into far and wide places. They stayed closer and closer and closer. Within a very short period of time, those kids were only ever playing on the playground that the school offered. Why? What, what is it about that line, that boundary, that allowed the kids to play? My friends, boundaries are safe. When we know how far we can go, we're more likely to go to the edge. We may even try to cross it. But if we don't know how far we've got, we're far more likely to stay safe. We're far more likely to be small. This is why boundaries are so important. If you think about it, if you go swimming in the ocean and there's a shark net, then you're far more likely to go further out. But if there isn't a shark net, if you don't know where the sharks might be or that maybe they might come in, it's likely that you will play closer to the shore. Of course, there's gonna be some daredevils who don't mind. There will be always people who are going to want to push outside of what is naturally comfortable. But there is a majority for a reason. We will play within the confines of a safe space because we know where the edges are. This is why boundaries are so important. When you know exactly where your own boundaries are, you have the freedom to play. You have the freedom to be more of yourself when you allow yourself the comfort of setting really strong boundaries. Most of the time when we cross boundaries, 
is that we've allowed somebody else to cross ours. We've allowed somebody to violate our personal being. And I'm not talking about really big violations. I'm not talking about trigger warning here about sexual assault or sexual violations, physical violations. I'm talking about letting somebody put you down, letting somebody cut in front of you. When we allow people to cross our personal boundaries, we violate ourselves. And what this does is hurt our relationship with us. Yes, it might look like it serves the relationship with the person that you're with, but it doesn't do that either. Because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, you're unlikely to have a good relationship with other people. When we have really strong boundaries, when we have healthy boundaries for ourselves, then our relationship with ourselves grows deeper and stronger. We can learn how to trust ourselves and learn that no matter the situation that we're in, we're going to have our own back. That somebody's not going to be able to violate me from a very small thing through to a very big thing. I now know within myself, because I've built boundaries and that I'm strong in those boundaries, that no one's going to cross them. Because if someone does cross my boundaries, I now know, A, what they are, <laughs> which is a useful one, which I'll get to later. B, I won't let them do it again. From time to time, people will cross your boundaries. Maybe inadvertently, maybe on purpose. But if people are continually crossing your boundaries, it's because you're letting them. I know this isn't lovely to hear, but people treat you the way that you teach them to. People don't bully me anymore. They used to. People don't push me around anymore. Why not? Because once upon a time, I let them. When they made remarks at me, when people made digs at me, when they laughed at me, I went along with it. I joked along. I made it okay. And every single time I let them, I crossed my own boundary. But not only that, I taught them that it was okay. That they were allowed to treat me that way. Sometimes it's the friend who never honors your time and always shows up late. It could be the work colleague who demands that you do the work and they take half the credit. Or the family member who expects you to show up to absolutely everything and be at their beck and call. I know that often happens with our family and our parents in particular. People can expect a certain something from you, but they can only get that from you if you let them. People pleasing and being a pushover is an absolute sign of low self-worth. If you're just living for other people all the time and allowing yourself to be bulldozed, you have low self-worth. Which is part of the reason why you're here, right? I've been there. I know this. I've done this a lot in my life. I am a recovering people pleaser and I am not afraid to tell you that. Each violation of our own boundaries hurts ourselves more. Each time we have the courage to hold our boundary, set our boundary, then hold it, we strengthen our inner self. We strengthen that self-worth that needs the work. To put it quite simply, boundaries is just what's okay and what's not okay in your life. It's about knowing your preferences in the world. What your preferences are, which means that it's okay either way that this is what you'd like. And what is a hard boundary? It's so important for me that the people in my life are honest with me. 
It's a boundary of mine. It's not my preference. If somebody continues to lie to me, if someone is dishonest with me, even if it's just because they're being dishonest with themselves, it's not okay for me. It's a boundary. A preference might be that they call me on a regular basis. That's my preference, but it's not a deal breaker. It's absolutely a boundary of mine that people are honest. Even when we are lacking confidence, even when we don't value ourselves all that much, when we cross a boundary or let somebody else cross our boundary, we feel it. We get that niggle. Have you ever had that moment where you kind of fantasize about what you would say to them? You're like, oh, and you, and you leave and you go, hmm, if I would have said that and I could have said that and, oh, if I would have been in a better place, I would have said that. Yeah, because we know a boundary's been crossed. Most of the time, what it looks like is that we go home to our friends and our family and we bitch about what just happened. We talk about the prick who just did this at the shopping centre. We talk about the colleague who who keeps walking all over me and we blame the other person. We go and we bitch and we moan and we complain, but tomorrow we show up and let that person do it to us all over again. The arsehole can treat us like an arsehole, but that's as far as it goes. Once, maybe twice, do people get away with treating me poorly. The first time I tell them what's what. The second time they do it, done. Particularly if I've asked them. If I've set the boundary really clearly and it's a strong violation, I will simply say it's not okay what you've done. It's not okay what you've done and I'm out of here. To whatever capacity that happens to be. Make no mistake. Setting boundaries is hard. Setting boundaries is super, super hard. Particularly when you've never done it before. As women, our boundaries have been crossed time and time and time again. From little girl age, we're told that our bodies aren't ours. We're told that our heart shouldn't be expressed in the way that we want it to. It's socially acceptable for us as women to have our boundaries crossed. And we just have to grin and bear it. So this is hard. Think about learning boundaries the same way that you might at learning an instrument. If any of you have learned an instrument, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of practice and it takes skill. You have to learn how to do it from perhaps a teacher, perhaps from a book, perhaps from online videos. It's hard. Boundaries are hard when you're telling them to a stranger, you know? When you're asking the person in the trolley behind you not to ram their trolley into the back of your legs, that's hard. Asking your colleagues to maybe not leave their dirty dishes lying around, that's even harder. Approaching that friend and saying, I really don't like it when you show up late. It's really disrespectful of my time. That is, whew, heart rate, sweaty palms talking to your family and telling them what's okay, that, that is, that's enough to make us sick. Talking to your parents and telling them that you're not available for what they're demanding of you, that is enough to turn us inside out.
boundaries are hard. And like everything that I teach in practically every video that I'm ever going to give you, and every talk you've ever seen me at, and every coaching session you'll ever have with me, practice makes progress. I'm going to give you five steps in this video of how to set boundaries. How to learn how to set boundaries, how to begin the process, and then it's up to you to practice. I really don't like litter bugs. The litter bugs that I like the least are the <sighs> cigarette smokers. I used to be one. And when I was much younger, I didn't care about the environment. And I would drop my ciggy butts. I've even been someone who, as a 20 year old, has emptied their ashtray into a car park. That makes me feel really sick that I've done that. And now when I see people flicking their cigarette butts on the ground, I get enraged. Absolutely enraged and I'm so upset about how somebody could be so disrespectful. And for a long time I watched them do it. And I grumbled about it. And I went home and I bitched about that jerk who dropped their cigarette butt out the window. Dropped their cigarette butt when there was a bin 20 feet away. I used to be the person who would bitch about it. And over time I practiced. Over time, my heart racing, going through the roof. Oh my God, I went up to that person and I said, excuse me, you dropped your cigarette butt. And they told me to piss off. Over time, I got better at it. And better. Every single time I kind of stuffed up when talking to somebody about their cigarette butt, I refined it a little better. I thought next time I get that opportunity, I'll say something better. I will say it more like this and I will craft it. Mostly. If I now see somebody drop a cigarette butt, I walk up to them and I say, excuse me, you've dropped a cigarette butt. There's a bin just over there. Could you please put it in the bin? It's really nice to keep the wall tidy. And nine times out of 10, they, they feel shame. And they go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just wasn't thinking. And I say, that's okay. There's the bin. And it was hard, really super difficult to do that. So I know what it's like. That's just an example with a stranger, let alone with your family and those that you love. So how do we do it? Well, step number one is to start small. Don't go leaping into setting boundaries with your mum straight away. That's really full on. It has so much emotionality when it is our family. So much emotionality with people who really care and people who really matter. Your partners and your loved ones. So start small. If you have the opportunity where somebody cuts you off in the supermarket, politely say something. You don't have to tell them off, but simply say, excuse me, it was my turn. We must start small. Have you ever been to the deli at the local supermarket and they use those ticket machines, except they don't use them. It says, please take a ticket, please take a ticket. And you take one, and it says 004 and up on the screen it says 58. And you look around and you notice that there's people in front of you and other people come by. And somebody might cut you off. The deli assistant might say, who's next? And the person next to you, who you know is pushing in, will say something. This is an opportunity for you to set a boundary. So you take a deep breath. Excuse me, actually I'm next. And you look at the person and you just smile and nod. It's more likely that they made a mistake than they're trying to get you. At least that's the way that I want to view it. 
I believe in the better the betterment of the world. I believe that people are mostly good and it serves me well. So when I'm at the deli and someone cuts me off, well, I simply just let them know politely. Actually, it was my turn next. Most people apologize and we move on. So start really small. Don't try to go to the big things just yet and build up your skill over time. That's how you begin. Start really small and get bigger over time. Step number two, it's about asking for what you want. Boundaries isn't always saying you did bad or no, or that's not okay. A really good way to start setting your boundaries is by asking for what you want, saying what your preference might be. And although that might not be a hard boundary, it's practicing speaking up. It's practicing saying what it is that your needs are in any given moment. You might be in the habit of when you're in a group of people and or with someone else, they say, what do you feel like for dinner? Do you want to go out somewhere? Let's go out for dinner. And you go, oh, I'm not really fast. I don't mind. But you do mind. You do have a preference. I encourage you to find out what the preference is. Sit with yourself for a moment. You think, well, there's Thai food there, there's Indian food, and there's pizza. What do I prefer? Actually take the time to think about it. When someone asks you, say, let me think about that for a second. And take your time. Think about it. Hmm, well, my preference is Indian food. And perhaps you could really eat all three. If you ate Indian food or Thai food or pizza, you really wouldn't mind. But if you had to choose, you would choose Indian food. So say that. My preference is Indian food, although I'm flexible and happy for you to make the decision. You've given them your preference, told them what it is that you want, and given them permission to make the decision. If you have a strong opinion, please say it. Say, oh, pizza always makes me feel really icky inside. Or I'm after something healthy today. Can we try that new blah restaurant? This is another way to start small, simply by voicing your preference, simply by asking what it is you want. Hmm, well, I feel like Indian food. Can we have that please? When we speak our preferences and say, I would really like Indian food, the temptation is to say to somebody, but I'm flexible. Please avoid using the word but. Everything that comes before the word but is erased. Oh, I prefer Indian, but I'm flexible. It's like you're minimizing what your preference is. Replace the word but with the word and. So, my preference is Indian and I'm flexible. So you're not negating what your preference is, you're speaking your mind and you're letting them know that you're flexible in your approach. You have a right to take up space. You have a right to have a voice. I don't care who you are or where you come from, you can take up space in this world. Please take up space in this world. You do not need to be small. And starting on this process of confidence and self-love is actually speaking your mind. Again, this is scary, but with practice and more consistency, you will get better at it. Step one, start small. Step two, ask for what you want. Step number three, again, comes from my beautiful mentor, Brene Brown. 
In her most recent book, Dare to Lead, she says this line. She says, clear is kind. The clearer that you can be in your communication, the kinder that it is, both to yourself and to those around you. I grew up with really passive communication. Rather than someone saying to me, could you please do the vacuuming? It would be like, oh, oh gosh, it would be so nice if someone could do the vacuuming. It's that wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of communication. It's passive. And at worst, it's passive aggressive. Oh, God. You know, we kind of make those backhanded comments to try to get somebody to do something that we want them to do without actually directly asking them. When we communicate passively, we're likely to get disappointed. The amount of times that I've heard people, my clients and people in the world speak about how they just wish that their partner would X, Y, Z. And I say, oh, have you asked them? Oh, no, they just need to know. Well, it's quite difficult for someone to get a result when they don't know that they need to do it. If you don't ask clearly for what you want, you cannot expect them to clearly give it to you. So clear is kind. Know this, know this for yourself. I understand that sometimes when you're trying to figure out what it is that you want, that can be really difficult. But take a moment just to again breathe. What is the outcome that I'm looking for? What is it that I would like this person to do? What is the clear request that I have? What would I like from them? Rather than saying a hundred million things beating around the bush before you get to the thing and having them have to try to, you know, follow the Da Vinci Code to be able to crack you to get to the point where you can actually say what you want. Again, practice being clear and communicating really clearly. That is step three. Step number four, listen. This is probably one of the crucial foundations of self-love that I speak about on a regular basis and probably is in most of the themes of what I teach. We have to listen to ourselves. We have to hear what's going on. Notice when you've let someone cross one of your boundaries. Pay attention to what that feels like. Pay attention when that happens. It's likely that you'll feel a bit of anxiety. It's likely that you'll feel angry or perhaps even sad at yourself. There might be a sense of recoiling, of contraction, that you might want to pull away from that person when they've crossed your boundary. Pay attention to that. Journal it. Keep a note. Well, when Sam did this, I didn't like it and I didn't say anything. You don't need to be upset at yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up because you didn't get it right the first time. In fact, Please do not do that. You are a student and you are learning this act and art of self-love. Often we don't know that our boundaries are even there until they're crossed. This happens to me so often and I only figure out that there was a boundary there when I'm disappointed or when I had an expectation that wasn't met. So for example, it's something that I've heard many times that partners, one of them goes out for the morning, for example. And they say, hey, I'm just going out, I'll be back a little bit later. And the one that's at home in partner A, their head is like, cool, they're just going for coffee, they'll be back in an hour. Two hours pass. Three hours pass. 
four hours pass, and partner eight is getting worried. But by now, partner is also a little bit peeved. Partner is like, I can't believe they did it to me again. They just go out, they don't care, and they're not paying any attention to me. Huh. Yet, partner A didn't ask partner B what time they'd be home. Partner A didn't ask partner B to please send them a text message if they're going to be longer than three hours because they worry. Partner A did not set that expectation nor that boundary. And now partner B will be in strife when they get home because partner A didn't set. It's really common. This happens all the time. Notice when you have boundaries that you aren't even aware of. And do your best not to get cross at the person for crossing it before you've checked yourself. Step number five, remove yourself. This is not necessarily easy. There may be people in your life that you have to hang out with. I'm talking colleagues because that's part of your job. I'm talking family members because you feel like you have a sense of obligation to them. But if there are people that regularly cross your boundaries, even though you've set them, I'm sorry, but they have to go. The more that you let other people cross your boundaries, particularly when you've told them about your boundaries, they're disrespecting you. And when you allow them to continue to disrespect you, you're disrespecting yourself. You cannot have this. If you're going to self-love, you will lose people. People have gotten used to you being a pushover or gotten used to you being a people pleaser. So when you start setting really clear boundaries and saying what's okay and what's not okay, and then when that person crosses them, you hold them accountable for that by saying, I didn't want you to do that. I asked you not to and you did it. You can't hang around me anymore. We can't spend time together anymore. Or I need to now limit my time with you because of the fact that you keep crossing my boundaries. That's going to piss people right off, I promise you. And we need to make this okay. People will naturally delete themselves from your life when you begin to set boundaries. This is okay. Because there are more kinder people, people who want to respect you, people who will now match you in your vibrational frequency of self-love. Those people are waiting for you. But when you've got people who disrespect you taking up space, there's no room for them. Like I said earlier, we teach people how to treat us. So that's it. That's your five steps to beginning how to set boundaries. You know why you need to. It creates safety and it builds a better relationship with yourself. So remember, first one is to start small. Baby steps is best. Step two is ask for what you want. Start speaking your preferences. Step three, clear is kind. The clearer you are about your communication, the kinder that it is and the more boundaries can be put in place, the safer that you'll feel. Step four is listen. Pay attention to what's happening in your heart when those boundaries are being crossed. And finally, step five is to be able to remove or reduce the amount of time that you spend with people who continually cross your boundaries. Over time, nicer people will come into your world who actually will respect you, your self-worth grows, and they will match you. Thank you so much for watching. If you have any questions, please comment below or PM me on whatever platform you follow me on. I know that this can be really tough work and I'm here to support you. 
So send me through a question and I'll happily answer it if I can. If you have any videos that you'd like me to touch on, anything specific about self-love, body image, learning how to actually love and respect yourself, then send me a suggestion. I'd love to hear it and I'll put a video together just for you. I make new videos every week. They come out every Friday here on YouTube. So if self-love is important to you, hit subscribe. New videos every week for you and you'll be able to learn to love yourself in the comfort of wherever you are in your life. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. So check out me on the platforms, links are below. I'd love to see you there. In the meantime, I'll see you next Friday and happy self-loving.